All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie. Well, 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 well. Happy New Year. It's Justin Dawson. It's the All Things Techie Podcast, episode 63. And my apologies, listeners. There was no shows just before Christmas. I have been recovering, recovering, recovering from the winter flus and coughs and colds, and I'm still not over it. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been sort of out for a count. Um, just, just after I finished work um, for the Christmas period, I came down with the cough and the cold, and my sinuses is still affecting me um, it's been quite a bad batch um to to actually have uh listeners so uh yeah i'm back i'm back i'm just switching the cameras over to say i'm back but uh, i'm still taking sulfur sinus and trying to get over this uh this batch bad batch uh but uh thank you to everyone that's been sending me in messages and thanks to uh all my uh People that voted me for me. Uh, I'm in the semi-finals of the AV Nations Readers Choice Awards again. I can't believe that. Uh, I I had I had Tim saying, uh, "You've won it once. Do you want to keep going on this?" I was like, "I don't know. I'll, I'll just see see how far it, it goes." So uh, now in the semi-finals once more, and thank you to all that has voted for me. And uh, please keep voting if you if you like what I'm doing with. The All Things Techie podcast and my YouTube channel. And um, if you want to visit my personal website, it's www.justinordawson.com. We are currently, well, I am currently um, upgrading it and making some changes to it, but it will be unveiled in the next week or so. So please keep an eye on that. Um, so because I didn't do a show for the end of 2022 i just want to go back and say what were the highlights of 2022 in tech and what's happened well uh, of course elon musk and twitter and uh, even saying at the end of 2022 that uh, free staff lunches at twitter san francisco headquarters were costing more than 400 dollars per meal because no one was in the office um, do you believe it? I, you know, I know it's a bit of old news now. It was in early December that that was said, but really. Um, and then, of course, he wants to get back people that he fired because he fired them too quickly. And would you really want to go back? Yeah. Um, I don't know which way Twitter is going to end up um, in the next. Well, we're going to talk about social media a bit later on again. But, uh, of course, of course, a lot of uh, sackings in the tech world um, during 2022. And will it continue over to 2023? Well, I think it will, because Facebook and Instagram were fined 390 million euro by Irish Data Watchdog. The Irish Data Protection Commission, DPC, has announced fines totaling 390 million euro against Facebook and Instagram following the conclusion of two inquiries into the platform's parent company, Meta. The breaches relate to the processing of personal data for the purpose of, of behavioral advertising. A 210 million 
euro fine has been imposed on Facebook, while Instagram has been hit with a 180 million penalty. Uh, the platform has also been ordered to bring their processing systems into compliance. A ruling in related to the case concerning WhatsApp is expected to be issued next week. Uh, that was um, just last week, I believe, that this has come out. Um, Meta has now been fined more than $1.3 billion, billion, billion euro by the DPC, the Data Protection Commission in Ireland, in the last 18 months. Responding to the rulings, Meta said it will appeal all the decisions. We strongly believe our approach to respects to GDPR um, and we're therefore disappointed by the decisions and intend to appeal both the substance of the rulings and the fines, a Meta spokesperson said. Will this push Meta out of Ireland and uh, be set up somewhere else? And if they did, can they can they still be fined? I, w- I would believe they would be because it's... It's a GDPR, it's a EU decision, and the Data Protection Commission in Ireland is going against Meta for these breaches. The investigations began following complaints that Facebook and Instagram users were unable to continue using the services without agreeing to relevant terms of service. Does anyone read these terms of service, really? The complaints argued that it constituted a forced consent and that the associated data processing from which users could not opt out, in particular to data processing to facilitate behavioural advertising, was in breach of the GDPR. The complaints further argued that the nature and extent of the data processing carried out on foot of terms of service were unclear and not transparent, and therefore also in breach of GDPR. When the DPC submitted its draft decisions to allow to its fellow European watchdogs, tens of authorities raised objections and the matter was referred to the European Data Protection Board, the EDPB. The EDPB ordered the DBC to amend its draft decisions to include additional findings of infringement and to increase its proposed fines. The DPC had originally fined, made a fine of 36 million euro to Facebook and a fine of 23 million to Instagram. The DPC said, had said it will take action for annulment of elements of the EDPB decisions before the Court of Justice of the European Union. Like, I would love to know what actually happens to all this money. Um, It was the largest fine ever handed down by the Irish Data Watchdog and was issued for breaches relating to the process for children's data uh, in September 2022. um, Meta made an appeal against the High Courts. In September 2021, the DPC fined Meta-owned WhatsApp $225 million for infringement of data protection rules. I'd love to know what happens to this money. Like, where where exactly? I'd love to know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, but it's a big chunk of change um, for Meta. And with that, like, will they keep as many staff in their Irish offices? I don't think so. I think... Uh, a lot of companies might pull out. It's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's a good thing that like they they they're going after uh, data protection. Of course, uh, in 2022, the HSE has begun. No, and into 2023, the HSE, the Health Service Executive in Ireland, has begun notifying people of whose information was illegally accessed during the criminal cyber attacks with the health service in 2022. A phased notification process will take place over the coming months due to the numbers of people involved. Around 113,000 people had 
who had some of their personal information illegally accessed and copied during the cyber attack will be notified by letter. Of those, around 94,800 are patients and around 18,200 are staff. Of the staff impacted, a smaller group of around 850 HSE staff members will also be contacted in the first stages in relation to staff travel expense claims data that contains some limited financial details. People being notified will receive a letter telling them what part of their personal information was impacted. The HSE will also be apologizing in letters to the people being notified that this has happened. The letter will also outline how, if they wish to do so, people can request to view their exact documents which are, were legally accessed and copied. We did become aware of it during the night and we've been obviously acting on it straight away. The major priority is obviously to contain this. Uh, but it is what we call a kind of human-operated ransomware attack, uh, where they would seek to get access to data and obviously, you know, seek a ransom for it. We've taken a precautionary measure to shut down a lot of our major systems to protect them. Wow. And I, I have seen on um, some um, advertisements online that there is a lot of legal firms in Ireland that are supporting the patients that have been impacted and looking into suing the HSE over uh, these data breaches. Uh, watch the space is all I, I can say on that. Um, of course, 2023, this, oh, sorry. First of all, I must let you know how you can get in contact with the program. If you want to tweet me it, personally, it's at Justin or Dawson. You can also tweet the show at AV Tech Junkies is our official handle for Twitter for the show, you can visit our website, www.allthingstech.ie. If you're listening on a podcasting streaming provider, please uh, uh, subscribe there, or you can view our podcast, which uh, a lot of people do, um, on YouTube as well, and uh, all the details on our website, www.allthingstech.ie. Now, CES... The Consumer Electronics Show, I would love to actually go to one of the Consumer Electronics Shows um, in, in Vegas. It looks amazing. It's always the start of the year and where all the new tech comes out. And people, some, some crazy tech, some not so crazy tech. Well, this week, one of the biggest technology exhibitions in the world opened in Vegas with more than 3,000 exhibitors from around the globe displaying what's well believed to be the upcoming big thing. But Russia uh, was missing from CES 2023, noted uh, by the outlet. Um, Zoe Klinsman from the BBC rode the, around the city in a driverless car created by Russian technology giant Yandex uh, the last time she went there in 2020. Russia is not welcome this year, according to Gary Shapiro, president of the Consumer Technology Association, which organises the event. We did not welcome this, them this year due to the political situation, he told the journalist, saying we did not feel it was appropriate. He was quoted in saying, it's a matter of legal policy. It wasn't a matter of legal policy for the United States. It's a matter of our policy as an organization. A few Russian businesses requested to exhibit, um, but they were told no. Uh, we said they could relocate to another country if they were interested, he says. COVID has played a significant part on CES, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, as it has as it has on many exhibition-style events uh, throughout COVID. Uh, in the previous year, 40,000 people showed up. Prior to COVID, 
CES was pulling in more like 200,000 people. Um, you know, is people still scared of going to these exhibitions? And are they still worried about COVID? It's, 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 is technology still catching up after COVID? I think it is. Um, supply chain issues and so forth. But getting back into creating tech. But I think the one show that will make a big impact this year and it's coming up at the end of the month and i've been invited as press breaking news i've been invited as press uh, i did announce that on uh, across the pond podcast with joe way myself and joe and a lot of influencers are going over to ise integrated systems europe on the 31st of january i am really looking forward to it so this month on the all things techie podcast i will be doing a lot of podcasts about Integrated System Europe, Integrated Systems Europe, or ISE 2023, at the Fira in Barcelona, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, t- touching base with Mike Blackman and talking with Cedia as well, and telling you what is coming up at uh, ISE. We're going to be talking about ISE in a couple of minutes' time, um, but. Managing cables is annoying. I love this. This this absolutely blows my mind. Thankfully, some future TVs might skip almost cables almost entirely. LG calls it the new 97-inch signature OLED M3, the world's first wireless OLED TV, which is only true if you do not count the power, power cord, but rather plug in your set-top box, receiver, Blu-ray player, and game consoles into this thing's side or back, you instead connect them to a box that beams the video data from those devices straight into the M3 from up to 30 feet away. The catch, unlike other flashy TVs spotted at CES, this one runs at 4K. And while the M3 seemed to work as intended on the show's floor, it's not clear will it be able to see those wireless connections hold up. LG hasn't specified the price or release date yet. But have a look at this. This is awesome. Um, it also, at CES, the BMW Group is sharing its vision of the future and digital experience, both inside and outside the vehicle at the CES uh, in Vegas. BMW iVision D is the futuristic mid-size sedan with a new pared-down design language. The name D stands for Digital Emotive Experience. Uh, sorry, Digital Emotional Experience. And it that is precisely to aim to create even stronger bond between people and their cars going forward. Future design functions will go far uh, beyond the level of voice control and driver assistance systems we are familiar with today. The BMW head-up display extends across the full width of the windscreen, providing a glimpse of um, providing a glimpse of the next vehicle generation from 2025 onwards. The innovation. Uh, will be available for models in of the NEU new class. Uh, the BMW Group has also refined uh, its use of color change technology, having unveiled the BMX uh, BMW iX Flow featuring E-Link uh, last year. The ability to change from black to white at CES uh, BMW iVision D can now curate exterior up to thirty-two colors. It can change color. 32 different times i i think i said this in a previous podcast what happens if this car gets a scrape 
<laughs> you know, which usually what happens with with cars when they are parking in in car parks or parking on the street, car parking, this thing will get a scrape. How do you fix a scrape on a color changing car? And what are is the legalities of color changing car? Um, especially like if you are being chased by the cops. <laughs> Let's jump into the future. Then impress me. Okay, sure. I will. Arnie, in my vision of the future, your BMW can take you to new worlds, virtual worlds. <laughs> I knew that's what you were getting to. That's just a bunch of colors and shapes. Show me something soulful, something with character. Wow, didn't see that one coming. How about this? The way our story should go is that the young woman has found a true companion, a digital soul that thinks and talks and is really, really, really helpful. It's just like your idea of friendship, but in a visionary BMW. Can you change your color? Arnie. But what about the emotions? Where can the car speak to me as a friend? What do you think I've been doing? I've been talking to you. Okay, but I mean, can she hear you? I certainly hope so. Yes, I can hear you. I could hear you the whole time. Thanks, Alice. Next reality slider activated. But it's a love story, for God's sakes, not a tech promo. Why are you so obsessed with love stories? What? What do you mean, what? Well, I'm just asking, okay? Guys, can't you two just be friends? Can't you just help me find the love of my life? Oh, I guess she's still in love with that jerk. All right, let's bring them together again. Suddenly, the young man shows up out of nowhere. Their eyes meet, and the young woman decides to follow her heart. That's better. Yeah, that is better. You know, maybe not everything was better in the past. Embracing the future might be helpful. Exactly. And maybe you could teach me something more about emotions. Because the future isn't that far away. Oh, if I could, I would hug you right now. Don't be silly. You're a car. You cannot hug me. I can digitally hug you. <sighs> Whatever. So, are you always in this car now? Arnie, I am the car. I am Dee, your ultimate companion. Why? Just, just asking. BMW Mixed Reality Slider, uh, in combination with the advanced head-up display, is the digital highlight and central operating control of BMW iVision D. With Shytech sensors on the instrument panel, drivers can decide for themselves how much digital content they want to see on the advanced head-up display. The five-step selection ranges from analog to driving-related information, to the contents and communication system, to augmented reality projection, right up to entry into virtual worlds. In parallel, dimmable windows can also be used to gradually fade out reality. Mixed reality can be experienced in BMW iVision D in an immersive way that engages different senses without requiring any additional tools, creating a new dimension of driving pleasure for the user. That just sounds dangerous to, to me I, I love i love this actually set in foot inside one of these cars and see how uh, it works uh, the bmw 
um, D, as it's called. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, very cool, is the Asus VivoBook Pro 16X 3D OLED. It features the world's first 16-inch 3.2K 120Hz 3D OLED Dolby Vision display, the latest Intel Core HX55 desktop-level processor, and up to an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 4070 laptop GPU, empowering maximum performance for any task, no matter how tough. This is a powerhouse is chilled by the Asus IceCool Pro thermal technology up to 150 watt TDP with dual fans, four vents to keep it cool and quiet. It's also loaded with a superb connectivity, including dual Thunderbolt 4 ports and a standard SD card reader for easy file transfers. With onboard MUX switch and multi-dimensional Dolby Atmos audio built right in, VivoBook Pro 16x 3D OLED also delivers maximum productivity and entertainment. Wow, this thing looks awesome. I, I, I hope at ISE someone has one of these ASUS uh, Vivo books. Also, Lenovo challenging them to it goes bigger and bolder with a new dual screen yoga book 9i and premium consumer device that spotlights innovation uh, with an unexpected wave. Uh, Introduced at CES, the, a hybrid living continues to blur the lines between work and recreation. Consumers are prioritizing convenience with and premium experience from the more multi-faces and personal technology. Uh, with this in mind, today Lenovo introduced a new bold products to address the wide-ranging needs of the modern consumer. The new cutting-edge Yoga Book 9i hails a new chapter for yoga in an incredible innovation, premium style and performance for versatile experiences. Redefining what an all-in-one desktop computer could look like, the Yogo AIO 9i is more than meets the eye. It tablets, in tablets, the new feature-rich Lenovo Tab Extreme and Lenovo Smart Paper digital notepad introduce exciting capabilities for school, home, and beyond. Last but not least, Lenovo's Project Kronos concept, formal name forthcoming, is a new technology that captures a user's movement and enables them to interact and perform activities in 3D virtual worlds without glasses or wearables. That was my big thing about 3D wearing glasses. And it seems that they are really pushing this whole idea that you don't need to wear glasses now to see 3D. Watch this space. That could be a big changer uh, in the 3D world. So Asus have one, Lenovo compete with them love to see uh, if any of these is available at ISE to, to view hopefully hopefully um so uh what else uh S samsung and their ai oven their bespoke ai range uh, makes it prepper breeze combining powerful intelligence with uh, with innovative cooking technologies to produce delicious meals that cater to users dietary pref uh, preferences ai Pro cooking optimizes cooking settings while monitoring food. If the oven is set to cook a recognized dish using a cooking mode, temperature, and time uh, the oven recommends, the AI Pro cooking system will even send users food warning notifications to prevent burning. Using the internal camera, so there's an internal camera in your cooker, um, the oven sends <laughs> um, the oven sends inside feature the first. 
food recognition, burn detection, AI algorithm of its kind to receive an AI cooking appliance verification by UL Solutions. So I've heard you can actually stream the picture of what is cooking in your cooker. Really? Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I. Why? <laughs> um, but it takes a whole idea of keeping an eye on your cooker and making sure that the turkey isn't burnt over Christmas uh, to a new <laughs> to a new level uh, that it will actually watch your cooking and see. But it w I guess at some stage it's going to tell you like, Justin, you should really clean your cooker unless it's going to be self-cleaning cook cooker as well. Topping off the bespoke AI oven, modern clutter-free design is a convenient push-to-open door which replaces a traditional handle from a simpler, more streamlined look. Available in five elegant and modern design options, the bespoke AI oven is currently available in Europe and will launch in North America in the third quarter of 2023. G-Mobile Internet will bring a PC gaming to the masses, according to one of the industry's most influential chief executives, Min Ling Tang, co-founder and chief executive of hardware giant Razer, told um, journalists that he believes the super-fast connectivity will standard will expand the market significantly and not just for the likes of Microsoft and Sony. Both are heavily invested in cloud gaming on the Xbox and PlayStation platforms, respectively. But Mr. Tang says games usually reserved for high-end gaming computers would soon be... Um, ubiquitous on uh, smartphones and uh, this year the company has unveiled its new Razer, Razer Edge the first Android handheld gaming tablet on the market the device is capable of playing games locally on the device or streaming them remotely via 5G 5G is going to be a big thing in 2023 uh, new experiences that media experiences that move with you well Google and Android if you like me, you like listening to music on a variety of devices around your home and love the convenience of controlling this all throughout your your phone, but by selecting and changing which devices play can be time-consuming. With Android 13, uh, Google is introducing a refreshed media player on your Android's phone, lock screen, and notifications uh, section that allows you to quickly select which compatible Bluetooth or Chromecast built-in devices to play content, um, which is currently available with YouTube and YouTube Music. Uh, this year, in 2023, uh, Google are working closely with Spotify to enable their users to easily switch playback between any Spotify con Connect device from Android's media player. I've noticed when I'm on the bus, I put in my Bluetooth headphones, and at times I could be listening to podcasts on my phone, and it will then pop up going, do you want to connect to, and sometimes it's some other passenger on the bus that that is using Bluetooth and I could connect to their music. And it doesn't seem like it's asking me for password or anything like that. And is it going to get to the stage where people are just like sitting on public transport and just go, oh. Joe's listening to some nice music. Maybe I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll connect with them. Now it shouldn't happen, but it it was I was able to physically connect to someone else's device. Don't ask me how. Um, why is not pin code activated or something? Uh, but it seems that with Google and Android thirteen, 
they want it to be as easy as, oh, you've swapped devices. There you go. Um, but is it like Wi-Fi? Is it going to keep a list of what devices are actually yours on your phone? You would hope so. Uh, Google's new technique would instead give you a push notification on your phone asking if you want to transfer uh, transfer uh, the audio. New technique would instead give you a push notification on your phone asking if you want to transfer the new audio to a new device if you are physically close to it. Spotify and YouTube Music are the two apps Google committed to supporting with this new feature for now. Interesting times ahead. <laughs> this is the All Things Techie podcast. I am Justin Dawson. If you want to get in contact with the program, you can do so by tweeting me at Justin or Dawson. You can also tweet the show or hashtag the show at All Things Techie. Um, or you can um, visit our official Twitter page for the podcast at AV Tech Junkies. Our official website is at www.allthingstech.ie where you can view us on YouTube and subscribe or you can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. www.allthingstech.ie Now, I really am looking forward to being a member of Press and Media at uh, Integrated Systems Europe and thanks to the guys for inviting me uh, at the end of the month, the 31st of January, uh, I will be over in Barcelona at the FIRA, uh, where BK Johansson, Unreal Engine's business director at Epic Games, is going to give the 2023 ISE keynote on how the games industry is driving content creation in the systems integration e- ecosystem. Um, he has been confirmed as the keynote speaker at ISE, the world's leading AV and systems integration show, talking at the FIRA Grand Barcelona Grand Via on the 31st of January. Um, BK's keynote entitled All Paths Lead to Real Time takes place at 5.15pm on Tuesday the 31st of January at the conference suite CC 4.1. The industry after as industry after industry adopts real time visualization technology, Johansson will uh, discuss how content creators are taking innovations from the games industry and applying them to their projects from cutting edge broadcast virtual production studios to real-time graphics for media and entertainment live events architecture and more mike blackman managing director of ise commented we are delighted to have secured bk johansson uh, as a headline speaker as audiences consumers and customers return to something like normal life there is an insatiable demand for content on digital signage live stages video walls experimental uh, art and advertising and virtual and VR experiences. The work can be seen all over the world from creators using Unreal Engine is truly extraordinary and we cannot wait to hear more about it. It is a keynote session you do not want to miss. See you there in Barcelona. So many things happening in Barcelona. So I arrive um, on the Tuesday, uh, get in about midday. I will be doing a podcast on Tuesday with Chris Nito um, and looking forward to doing a podcast with them. Then early morning breakfast show podcast on Wednesday morning um, by myself. I will then be going to interview uh, Jane Ross from Zoom. That is happening at the uh, VIXA uh, Influencer stage or the VIXA Exchange stage. Um, I will also be doing a Across the Ponds podcast on 
Thursday uh, with Joe Way. And uh, of course, loads of live clips. I will be doing live clips across the board uh, at ISE. So you can visit the All Things Techie podcast. Subscribe to us at www.allthingstech.ie. Click on all our a Twitter handle at AV Tech Junkies. You can also follow me at Justin or Dawson, where I'll be posting things as well. Don't miss it. I will be there. And if you see me at ISE, please do come up to me and say hello. It really means a lot to me, all the followers and all the people that have been voting for me at the AV Nations Reader's Choice Awards into the semifinals. I don't believe it. Again, I don't know how you uh, love me so much to, uh, to do that. Now, uh, that's all for episode 63 of the All Things Techie podcast. Hopefully, I will be rid of these sinus pains in my face um, and have more tech news for you uh, coming up. Uh, Hopefully, interviewing Mike Blackman soon in another episode and also Cedia. Really looking forward to uh, ISE uh, at the end of the month. But it's going to be a month talking about ISE until we get to ISE, unless something crazy happens in the world and Elon Musk sells Twitter or something like that. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.